Great editing it live. How about that? <laughs> Welcome back to A Bad Case of Loving Who, a podcast that never sustains, even though sometimes it feels like it might, <laughs> which sounds like a bad insult to ourselves. But um, I'm Thomas Medina, and joining me is the marvellous apparating lady. I mean, ma'am. It's Christopher Stennett. Hello. I'm very confused. <laughs> are we here or are we not here? Um... We're we we're here now, but okay. we won't we won't be forever. And we might not be in the future. And we're maybe a bad thing, but we won't last. Yeah. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> it's very comforting. So we're back only a few days later, um, to continue our discussion of season twelve of Doctor Who. This time we've got Spyfall Part Two. Yeah. So no unique name for this episode. No. Just Part two. Yeah. Which is, um, I was slightly disappointed by, but it's only in <laughs> Um, again, written by Chris Chibnall, different director, Lee Haven Jones. And do you want to hear the IMDb description? Yes. Good. <laughs> I'm always glad when you say yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we just stop and we don't continue the podcast. So IMDb says in part two of this epic spy thriller, a terrifying plan to destroy humanity is about to reach fruition. Can the Doctor and her friends escape multiple traps and de- defeat a deadly alliance? Yes. I added the yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, shall we dive into this episode, I suppose? Yes, let us do that. Should we start on the plane? So that's we, where the episode starts. I, th- yes. I believe that's right. We rejoin, or is it starting with Doctor? I don't know. It cuts back and forth a few times mm, quite does. quickly. I think. Yeah. So let's go with the plane. We've got okay. We've got Graham, Ryan, with our and Yaz. Cockpit. Plane with no cockpit. Some of the effects are amazing. The, the, the yeah. first shot of it, no, the camera's like zooming into the plane. Yeah, that was that was it, very good. Shot it's got well. better effects than. Um, than a lot of movies I've seen lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so they're crashing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I see a plane crashing thing, like I can't help but think, when I'm on a plane, my ears are so bad at popping. Mm-hmm. And if I was on a plane falling that quickly, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything just because of the ear pain, basically. Yeah, well, I... But I feel exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. They're on a plane moving very quickly with open wind tunnel, basically. Yeah. And they're able to talk to each other. The door was open at the, <laughs> the cockpit door. Yeah. Um, so they're doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very well. Um, and so Ryan finds the descriptions, the kind of clues he needs yep. to discover... Uh, a guide to flying the plane with an app which is way too easy I thought. <laughs> it's pretty strange it's not i mean if we had talked last episode about how do we think this is going to be resolved i don't think we would have come up with no this. probably wouldn't. <laughs> it's uh yeah a bit of a surprise um i i guess i like the um 
there's something nice that's sweet about the idea of flying a plane with an app um, even if it's quite far-fetched there's some sweet yeah. things like that in this episode <laughs> some Dude. cute Doctor Who ideas um, yeah yes and and the Doctor they see a message from her yes. on the plane and um, she doesn't talk to them no it's, it's a recording so Graham be quiet Exactly, yes. Which lined up very well, Yeah. Um, that conversation, for it not being recorded. Uh, yeah. This is not recorded. <laughs> I feel, which I feel must have been a little um, reference back to Blink and stuff. Yes. Where we're used to screens talking Indeed. about. Um, <laughs> uh, mm. And that's... But in fairness, yeah. um, with Blink, he did have the transcript of what they said that's right which also in in thinking about that there's a good chance that maybe the doctor did have a rough transcript of what they were saying when she went back to do this one <laughs> she could have asked uh, what, what did you say um but i think it would have been unlikely that unlikely. she would ask too much and not a major plot point so yeah <laughs> um Great. Does anything else happen there? They basically that helps them land the plane. Yeah, and then they get off hmm. and find that Barton is pretty much already there. Yes, and Barton just gets to do a lot of um, kind of ominous phone calls in this episode. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Well, actually, I he never seen. I don't think he has a a genuine conversation with anyone. Pretty much, he just. Oh well. Is the scene with his mother in this episode? Yes. Yes. That's maybe the one time he shares a scene with another person. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, he's on the phone or he's uh, talking to a crowd. Yeah. Um, and just being quite an evil guy. Yeah. Basically. Who gets away at the end. Yeah, I'm really surprised how unsurprising his role was to be honest like it seemed like they were building up to a kind of alien mystery a bit more Mm. with him but he turned out to pretty much just be a who we would have thought um but he's still around still around yeah how exactly look oh i better admit this now um just like last episode I was tired when I watched this episode, <laughs> and I feel like some things just like washed over me. How did he? How did he get? It? So he got away at the end. He just ran away. No, so he just called an extraction team. Oh, he left what? the he left the podium that he was speaking on, oh. and went out a door on at the side and on the phone again. Called oh. an extraction team. Did we see the extraction team? No. Okay. So. Good, few because I was thinking yeah. I didn't see, I don't remember seeing people come down from helicopters. <laughs> um, all right. So, do you think we'll see him again? I suspect so, mm. but uh, I mm. guess he seemed to um to to what's the word um. Too much for porn in this plan. Mm, yeah. To, to really know about it. 
but I think he'll step up to another level when we see him again. Yeah, yeah. That's right, he's the kind of guy who maybe we come back to Earth later in the season and he's yeah. taken over or something. <laughs> um, and so he spends most of this episode kind of... Uh, well, just getting to the place where he's doing like a... TED talk basically but yeah. um, but at the same time hunting um, Graham, Ryan and Yaz yep. on the run mm-hmm. um, which is in well so they're on the run it's <laughs> they don't have a ton to do except just be on the run mm. but they've got gadgets yeah now again um, yeah. going back to, um, sort of a point we made in the first episode mm. it's very big there are lots of locations again and Gaz and Graham and Ryan being all on the run yeah they go to many locations yeah and And that's not even including what the doctor totally he doesn't even more and I feel like I I just I I've been getting overwhelmed frequently in the last couple episodes Mm. here because it feels like every few minutes like, suddenly, yeah, the three of them are surrounded by the aliens again, and I'm like, wait, what? So they're already the alien, they're surrounded by the aliens, and then, and then I just big things keep happening, and I, and they're just so big that I can't take them in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How did they get out of that bit where they were surrounded by the aliens? Did they just shoot them with Graham's shoes, or was that who did they shoot first? Who shot first? Sorry, were they surrounded by aliens? Like when they were at that, um, or were they? Was this with um, uh, the mother, the dead mother? No, maybe I'm misremembering. They were in this like abandoned place. Oh, yeah. And maybe the soldiers were coming after them, and then did the aliens appear, or maybe they didn't? Maybe yeah. they were just surrounded by real the people. Did appear. Hmm. Um. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how? Yeah, I think Graham shot his shoots or something. I feel like there were maybe three times in the episode where, oh no, Graham used the shoes and then they got away. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that is the big important question. What did you think of the shoes? Because I still have no idea how they work. <laughs> exactly. When he first starts using them, you're like, okay, how exactly does it work? It looks hard. But then they keep going and never explain it. <laughs> All he looks to do is a dance, yeah. and these purple flushes of light just come out. Exactly, and then by the second time, the second scene he's doing that, he seems really confident in where they're going to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, yes, I can warn you guys by shooting, but not actually shoot you. <laughs> that was very dangerous. <laughs> Especially when Yas and Ryan were... In the very near vicinity. Exactly, exactly. A lot of questions there, a lot of questions. But I do enjoy just the fact that he can dance and shoot. That's that's pretty good. I think it's very grim. It's very, yeah. I hope he, well, we haven't seen him take them off. That's so right. We'll see when they come back. Mm. Um, and what was the gadget Ryan had again? Uh, the cufflinks. Did he he use the, the cuff? Yeah, he used one. On the to oh, shoot the, the box. Lady. Yeah. yeah. 
They didn't work, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good idea, though. Um, Great. And so the three of them, they they succeed, don't they? They... No, I'm not really sure. (laughs) How do they end up? Just Um, back... Well, just nothing bad happens, I suppose. They... They end up in the warehouse with the dead mother. Yes. And the aliens surrounding them and then going right. into the people. Yeah. And then the doctor comes in and... Resolves everything. Yeah. Right. Okay, so... So, speaking of... Yeah. The separation of Yaz, Graham, Ryan yeah. and the doctor... Mm. How do we sort of feel that this sort of dynamic played out amongst them? Right. Yeah. It was. It was quite cool. Quite unique. They had. They feels like they haven't been the three of them away from the doctor together mm. like this before. And yeah. interesting how they were kind of, you know, they had a chat about almost doubting the doctor. Like, mm. how much are we actually going to trust? Yeah. Her? Like she's left us alone and. And now we're on the run from the yeah. world. <laughs> um, and Graham, her biggest defender, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but it's funny how three is still a crowd when it's just them. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, what did you make of that? Well, it shows how much, how well the Doctor leads them, actually. True. Because, um, yeah, without the Doctor, I thought they were quite lost and they were all trying to think, well, what would the Doctor say in yeah. a situation like this? And what would the Doctor do? Yeah. And then they were, like, doubting the Doctor. Indeed. Yeah. Although, like, exactly, but also in some other ways they were more well-equipped than previous companions have mm. been in the in the gadgets department. <laughs> yeah, um, the gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess previous companions were often alone without the doctor, so mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, totally, yeah. The yeah. three of them they kind of become a bit directionless without the doctor. Um, but it's interesting and we'll get to it like how there's a bit more talk between them this season about who, who is the Doctor? And, yeah. Which makes you kind of go back in your head and think, well, why didn't they ask this last season? <laughs> They've travelled around for a while and now they're yeah. just going, wait a second, who is she? Well, not just a season, but they've travelled so much. Yeah. I mean, what's it been, like, four years? Uh, is they that, say? Yeah, they said something like that last episode, yeah. So. It's a long time yeah. <laughs> to not know that she's a... From Gallifrey, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, a long time not to even ask those questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, shall we get to the Doctor, yes. who does a lot more in this episode? Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So she's she goes. She's in the alien place. Yes. Do we ever find out what the alien place is? Yes. What is the alien place? It's the planet of the people of light. Ah. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> does that help? Yeah, that does help. They makes... give it a name. Um, uh, does it start with 
Far or something. Well, the aliens are the Kasavan. That's it, Kasavan. Yeah, we got that. Um, so, yeah, so the aliens, so that's the, where they came from. And do we know anything else about them, really? They've just come to Earth and they're, they've joined in on this plot to, um, to yeah. make humans hard drives. I think, once again, we don't really know about them. Yeah. We'll find out anything about them. Yeah. There's that... Is that in this episode um, that the Master says uh, they've been here, like, gathering information? Mm-hmm. Um, like, they mm. didn't have a plan exactly what to do with it, but they've been gathering lots of information. Mm. Um, again, that parallel to, like, the Google Amazon thing. Like, they're gathering <laughs> lots of information, and they didn't have a nice plan with it, so the Master and Barton bring along the plan of... Mm. Well, let's turn people into hard drives. Yeah. Um, so they just go along with it, <laughs> which which makes sense. That's actually... Yeah. Now that I say it, that actually makes a lot more sense to me than I thought it did. Um, but good. also reminds me of um, the monks a couple of seasons Ooh, ago yeah. who were initially just on Earth just to like... Oh, well, they were running scenarios to gather information yeah. on how to take over the Earth. Mm. Um I feel like the monks were maybe more explained than this. Yeah. <laughs> Which says something, because the monks were uh, interesting. <laughs> but then the monks also were very similar to the silence. Mm-hmm. So there's been a few similar ones. Yeah. The silence, the monks, these... Kassavans. Uh, whatever they're called. I keep forgetting the name. Kassavans. Kassavans. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, well, that's the Kasavan then. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and they look cool. I mean, they yes. look... I don't want to see them too much, but they look cool. They just get tiring, just they look so glowy that... Again, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question is... Yeah. Did we ever find out if they were evil or good? Right. Are they just following the master and Barton? Or are they actually... Do they have a big purpose to take over the world? Yeah. I I feel like we didn't get 100% definitive answers. Mm. But my feeling is that they weren't necessarily evil. But they were much more kind of powerful and big than the Master or Barton or anyone. Like, they're the power in, in these episodes... But then the Master and Barton were just harnessing it. Mm-hmm. So sort of like neutral, mm. but led down the wrong path. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and what's kind of interesting is... Uh, um, like, do we know much about how like Barton and the Master met? Like, how did they... Fine. That team no, up seems kind of surprising. But um, I guess... I guess O being in that um, CIA position yeah. would have known about Varsan and would have tracked him for a while and then, like... Yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah, well, and also a lot of questions of just about what the Master's been up to <laughs> lately, like... Um, because still no explanation about, like, if he's this is the Master after Missy, and yeah. if so, why he's so... Crackpot evil. <laughs> um, 
when Missy kind of turned good. Good point, yeah. Um, yeah, no explanation there. Because this master seems, if anything, more evil than ever, to be honest. He's... I can't rely on that, though. He's pretty crazy. He's... Yeah. He, I, I think he's more of a lunatic than the John Sim master, and that is saying something. Mm. <laughs> but I like how they brought back the the four baits yeah. that John Sim had. Yeah, that was cool. Using it as Morse code. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. They threw in a line there. Like, they didn't explain it as a a thing in his head. Because that was mm. a thing used by the Time Lords to, yeah. to come back. Um, they just said the the heartbeat of a Time Lord. Which, if that's their explanation mm. for it now, it makes sense. Because yeah. within the four makes sense for two hearts. Ba-bum-ba-bum. Mm. So, yeah, I like that. Um... Great. So that's what's going to happen while we're talking about the Doctor. We'll divert <laughs> into the Master a few times. Um, so, so let's go back to the Doctor. Yeah. That. Kasabin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kasabin planet. Yes, and then the Doctor meets Ada. Yeah. Do. I found that very um. Very convenient. <laughs> Well, particularly if... Well, yeah, because have the aliens been taking just lots of people or anyone to this alien world? Wait, wait. Oh, no, no, wait. So, the... Going back to that scene with the Master, <laughs> the Doctor asks, why were the aliens killing those spies? Mm-hmm. What was his answer? Do you remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> because I wonder why they were. It's funny, she literally asked that, and I, I don't know what the answer was. You know, I might be important. <laughs> Maybe we should come back to this episode in the future <gasps> discussion. But yeah, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. So <laughs> I gather that Ada is there because she's been encountering these Kasabin for. A few years or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I forget... Uh, yeah, why her? Because mm. she's... She was um, important to the invention of the computer. Yeah. But why the aliens had her there... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it was talked mm. about a lot in the episode, but... Yeah, so my thinking is that... They were spying on humans throughout. Oh yeah, they time. mentioned important and humans to the computer. Yeah, yeah. They showed so, Steve Jobs at one point. Yeah, there's a picture of him on that in the in the in the Master's TARDIS, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So that sort of makes sense from that point of view. Okay, it's coming back to me. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> But then, um, why, why, why have they been following Ada for a few years? Because it would be like one year or a few decades or one person. Yeah. Well, yeah, what are they doing at all? Yeah. Um... Like, why do they even need to study these people important mm-hmm. to the computer? 
Well, I suppose that would fit into the main goal of developing human hard drives. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, yes. Good. <laughs> um, so, the Doctor goes with Ada to um, 19th century England. Um, uh, this kind of science fair. And that I enjoyed that scene. That was a bit of fun with all these yeah, kind of people showing off their inventions. Yes. Um, and then the master shows yeah, up. And just more crazy than ever. <laughs> like yeah. Shrinking people. Like, it's been two minutes and he's found the doctor already. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting to see Jodie Whittaker's doctor facing down someone like the evil master mm. who I feel like she hasn't because in season sorry did you just say the evil master yeah <laughs> the evil master <laughs> and John Sims master is the good master <laughs> well Missy's master is the good master I suppose but the very evil master um uh because like in all through season 11 there weren't really like moustache twirling villains like mm. this that she could that she had to face down so it's a different a different approach she's having to take here I think um, particularly because it's the master and they've got history and stuff so cool seeing this new dynamic with a new master and a new doctor um, and also yeah. interesting because it's some male female yeah swapped um, from the last time yeah. it's very interesting um and so basically they um with Ada's well Ada starts fighting off the master yeah with some machines I find it interesting that the first thing Ada does is shoot the master and the doctor is saying I do not approve yeah (laughs) and then Ada throws a grenade at the master and the doctor's like you don't need um don't need a, um an army of grenada. Yeah. That's right. Sort of approving it She's away. Quite quickly of won over, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Some some grey area there. So speaking of Ada. Yeah. What do we think of it? It's just good fun. I like the doctor's new companions in this episode. <laughs> oh. She ditched as if she didn't already have enough companions yeah. maybe this is a, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like Chris Chibnall having a joke or something because they probably got a lot of criticism for too many companions in season 11 and he's just like well what if I throw in two more <laughs> right now because um, yeah the Doctor hangs out with these new companions and I thought it was fun because they all got along really well yeah um, yeah mm. uh, including the second one they meet um, who was a British spy in yeah. World War Two? I um, I do like companions from a different time zone. Oh yeah, yeah. Like how, like how Clara was in her first couple times before, mm. when when she was still dying each every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fun having. Mm. Either people from the past mm. or the future. Mm. Bring a whole new perspective. 
That's right. And they haven't done it much in mm. New Who, have they? They haven't, no. There's just, like, mm. Captain Jack from the future. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in... Yeah, in classic Doctor Who, they had a, a few from the future in mm. the past and other worlds and stuff, so... Hmm, mm, yeah. I still want an alien. An alien would be good, yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been an alien. Yeah. They just need to work out one that they can very easily do the prosthetics or whatever they have to do yeah. so they can sustain it. <laughs> um... Yes, yeah, so then they're in, in Paris in World War Two, and the master is a Nazi. Um, <laughs> of course. And... Well, the doctor said that was low even for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Very evil master. That's right. <laughs> the very evil master, as we're now calling him. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I liked that... Um, four beats thing and then Mm -hmm. the doctor and the master have like they communicate like telepathically Mm. um which reminded me at first of um the last jedi actually how uh ray and and kylo communicate you know it's shot the same like they're in different locations but looking at each other which is cool but then also um i saw online people saying the doctor and the master have done a fair bit of that in the in classic Doctor Who okay. apparently they did telepathic communication yeah in the past so yeah yeah I was um I was under the assumption that it was a time lord thing and mm. that they're just able to communicate right um which kind of make an odd plan if everyone's a time lord and everyone can read your thoughts, pretty much. Yeah, well, I guess... Yeah, Time Lords have some, like, low-level telepathic abilities, don't they? How she can wipe memory. Yeah. And... Yeah, look into other people's memories sometimes. And... Yeah, like this, communicate telepathically. Just another Time Lord ability. Yep. That Graham and Yaz and Ryan don't know about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's and it's good. I like how the Time Lords don't have too many abilities, but mm. they can have a few little ones like this. Yeah. Um, they're not superheroes, but they're not human. <laughs> um, and then... What are we... That confrontation on the Eiffel Tower. Exactly, yes. They talk about a lot. Yes. I enjoyed that. Yes. I enjoyed the dynamic of the master and the doctor once again. Yeah. This episode really is a series of just conversations between them in a way. There's um, there's plot in between when they're jumping mm-hmm. through history, but really it's just yeah. some conversations. Indeed. Um, and so what are some of the main things he says here? Well, he talks about all the plot about what's going on with the aliens and yeah. everything, as, as we've discussed. Yes, and how are just there. Yeah. Um, and then he brings up Gallifrey. Yeah. Which he says is has been destroyed. Yeah. So... Well, sorry, no, it was 
fast, but he was the one that did it. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, that was cool, though. I like that, how at first when he brings it up, he's like, he seems really... Um, yeah. Really down about it. Yeah, really affected. Sorrowful. Really sorrowful and angry. Yeah. Um, but then you find out that he did it himself, and it all still makes sense. Like, it makes sense that he would destroy Gallifrey and then still be angry about yeah. it being destroyed and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that bit. Because, mm. um, I don't know, suddenly we've got some interesting yeah. stuff going on with some stakes yeah. for the Doctor. Um, Very good dialogue as well. Yeah. Yeah. And poor Gallifrey, I mean, just in New Doctor Who, it's been mm. a time war, it was completely gone, destroyed. And then it came back, but was kind of lost, yeah. and was in some bubble somewhere. Yeah. And then mm. found, but everyone there was evil kind of Time Lords. And now it's been destroyed again. <laughs> I'm not, I just want to see Gallifrey in its glory days with some nice time lines. We haven't seen um, that in New Doctor Who. <laughs> Surely there are some more friendly... They are going back, though. Mm, yeah. And I wonder... I mean, surely... Because... Yeah, surely some time lords escaped, I'm thinking. Surely mm-hmm. there are some, like, somewhere else... Maybe they ran away when the master came. Mm-hmm. Um, we might come across them, or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Maybe someone else stole a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of, what do you think of the master's TARDIS? Um, very wicked witch. Yeah. It really suits him too, though, doesn't it? I reckon, like, yeah, suits his his personality. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> And, um, it's that first scene where we see the master throw the red lights of the console. Yeah, yeah. Love that shot. Yeah, that's cool. But then he, um, so, uh, the doctor has it at the end of this episode. Yeah. Just seems to leave it somewhere, so. Yeah. Also, I did notice that... The chameleon circuit on his token. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. He's just dropping this shack all over the place. That's great. <laughs> Although it does also remind me of... Um, who is it? Clara? Oh, yeah. Isn't Clara diner. still in a diner yeah. somewhere? Yeah, that's right. Compared to a diner and a, an outback shack... Um, the police box really seems conservative and make and logical. <laughs> I mean, it's logical to just have something a bit smaller than a whole building, I think. But <laughs> um, so the yeah. shark was um, the shark that we see in the first episode. I think so. I think so, but more a little more evil looking now. Yeah. <laughs> when it's Tardisy. So maybe Graham can still read all that stuff that O had on the Yeah, exactly. If we get back to that TARDIS. Mm. Um, Which again, you said before, we have no idea where it is. Yeah, exactly. The Doctor took it somewhere. So just she knows where it is. 
Um, and speaking of TARDISes, just speaking of the Doctor's TARDIS again for a minute, um, I don't know if they've changed much since last season, but it's looking pretty fancy at the moment. I'm liking it. It looks... Um, I like how open it is. Yeah, pretty spacious. How big are. And I like the bit at the end where the Master has a hologram on it, mm-hmm. where she can step up and... Yeah, it's just yeah. nice and spacious and good uh, kind of staging there. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, last season it looked the same, but kind of for some reason did feel smaller or slightly claustrophobic. Maybe they didn't expand it as much. Yeah, maybe. No. But I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, the actually, just the exterior of the TARDIS. I don't know if they've changed that either or it's the same as last season, but... Mm. There's one shot where I was just looking at it thinking, oh, it looks good. It has got, like, blue light at the top rather than a white light. Mm. And it's just looking quite nice, quite clean and ready to go. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, um, is there anything else we really need to talk about? Um, well, um, how about the, the last few minutes... So after the Doctor visits visits Gallifrey, sees it's destroyed, and she's all down, she has the second chat yep. with the Master, and then, I think it's for the first time, really, she's, like, lying to the companions a little bit. Yeah. Um, and hiding things about, uh, because uh, one of the masks, if they can see Gallifrey, I think it's Yaz. Yeah. And she's like... No. Um, not not just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I, I mm. like. Uh, the last few minutes of this episode yeah. were probably my favourite. Just, it feels like suddenly like there's some start, drama, some yeah. mystery, some... Set up the season very well. I yeah, think. totally. Um, some... Speaking of the season, do we want the evil, the very evil masters to come back? Because he sort of seems stuck. <laughs> but at the same time, the doctor got out of that yeah, place. Yeah. I I got to imagine it's not too hard for him to get out of. The yeah. doctor just had to take someone's hand. Um, yes. But such a classic. I mean, the master exited this episode like he always does, basically. He just always gets taken by the aliens or walks into the light or something mm. like that. And we think, oh, well, he must be gone. But <laughs> no, always comes back from that. Um, a little bit mad. I many of regenerations he's been through. Yeah, probably a lot more than the Doctor, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think we'll see him again this season. Yeah. yeah. And Baxter? See him again. Um, Barton. Sorry, yeah, Barton. <laughs> um, I think probably yes, but I'm less sure about Barton than the Master. Mm. Mm. I think if we see Barton again, he'll be another level of evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because he's already had his plans fall once. Yeah. Doesn't want that to happen. Won't let it happen again. Yeah. 
Um, let's see, just checking through if we've missed anything that I flagged. Um, oh, so just at the end as well, um, they mentioned the, as the master says, the lie of the timeless child. Oh, yeah. Yes. Throwback uh, to the yeah. the thread of last season, which didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So it's still going, the timeless <laughs> child. Um, <laughs> and he says again, everything you think you know is a lie, mm-hmm. just like last episode. And something along the lines of, we're not who we were told we are. Mm-hmm. So is it time to play our game again? Yes. Um, <laughs> the master says, everything you think you know is a lie... What is one of the lies <laughs> that okay. we think we know? The lie. So, oh, well, we should just recap last week's. None of them have come true, I think. Um, yours was about... Um, about... Wish. What? <laughs> yeah, we should have written them down. Mine was about one of the Doctor's companions is not her friend. That hasn't come true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not yet. Um, what's mine? Um... It about sorry, he'll put in some thinking music right now. Yeah, I can't think. No, we'll have to check the tape on that. Um, we'll come back to it next time. But your new prediction, um. That they're not Time Lords. Mmm. Mm. Do you want to elaborate any further than that? or? Well, I'm thinking that they've all been told from birth that you are a Time Lord. Mm. Like, we've all been told that we're humans or we're boys or girls or that sort of thing. Yeah. But maybe that's a lie. Mmm. I like that. That would make sense. That would fit the way he was talking. Um, my prediction this time is that, um, is that, uh, they are related, the Doctor and the Master, that they are brother and sister or (laughs) whatever, you know, brother and brother and sister and brother, you know, changeable, but, um, that they're in the same family. Mm. Um. You know, I wouldn't be too surprised if that was the case mm. because Doctor does say that um, he knew well she knew him, him very well yeah and there's a there's a cheeky little hint at it actually in season 3 I think David mm. Tennant's talking about the master and yeah. I think Martha goes well you're not going to say he's like your evil brother or something <laughs> and the Doctor just gives her a look <laughs> Yeah, doesn't really answer Oh, no, he says you've been watching too much TV. <laughs> uh, so, well, mm. there's our new predictions. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Maybe at the end of this season we'll have to play back all of these predictions and see how wrong we were. Yep. <laughs> I like it. It's that everything you think you know is a lie segment. Mm. <laughs> um. Shall we recap? I mean, I mean, not recap. We just we we've done the recap. Shall we wrap up? Final thoughts on this episode, Spyfall yeah. Part Two. Um, well, followed the first part in being very epic. Yeah. Lots of locations, 
Yep. A lot of running here, there, and everywhere. Yep. Not um, quite as much fitting to the title, though. I'm surprised they just didn't come up with a second title, because mm. Spyfall really fit the first one. Yeah. And the second one's a bit more like, travel through time fall. But, yeah. Oh, actually, one other thing. Sorry, before you continue the <laughs> wrap-up. Um, just circling back how we did at the start. Um, so the Doctor plants all those things on the plane mm-hmm. to save them on the plane yep. at the end. Just, I mean, they're just... I'll just... But just to point out, they're breaking all their rules again. I mean, <laughs> if, if they could do that all the time, they could solve every episode. Um, um by just fixing everything at the end. But, um, oh well, they get away with it every now and then, so that's fine. <laughs> mm. Yes. Also, how how did, uh, how did, how was the doctor employed to build a plane? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how long did that take? Maybe mm. that whole montage was actually years of her, like, yeah. getting a job in the air, air service to build a plane yeah. and... Yeah. Um, and also, that reminds me too how the Master spent, what, 70 Seven, years? Yeah. Um, Living through the, all <laughs> that World War Two up to now. I mean, I'm surprised the Doctor went back in time and just planted those instructions on the plane. Mm. The Master lived like 70 years on Earth and as far as we know didn't do any, get up to any other nonsense in that time. Um, which all well, the mayhem he could have caused in that time. Again, I think that's a lie. Oh. I cannot imagine the master not getting up to any mayhem. Yeah. How could he just live, like, normally for, like, 70 years? Yeah. Surely, like, things would... The whole universe would have fallen apart mm-hmm. in some way. Um, or he would have at least come back with a master plan, not just walked in and gone... All right, where was I with this story? <laughs> I remember from 70 years ago. Um, oh, well, anyway, back to your um, final thoughts. <laughs> okay, in Rock Um It seemed fairly elaborate, I found. Mm. Um, uh, for my liking, probably too elaborate. And too yeah. much. Um, this is what happened, and well, and actually taking matters into their own hands, sort mm. of. Yeah. Um, but I still like the epicness of it. Yeah. And there are certainly plenty of unanswered questions. Indeed. And the master and doctor's dialogue is very good. Indeed. And I like starting with a lot of questions. Yeah. Agreed. That's good. Um, Yeah, I I agree with all of that. I find... I found a lot of these two episodes incomprehensible and strange. You weren't tired. I was tired. And I often felt totally out of the loop. And, like, why are things happening the way they are? And Mm. who actually wants something? And at the same time, I often felt it was... um, uh, too slow and too quick. I felt like there were long scenes of explaining mm. what's going on and then important things would just happen really quickly. Um, but I also wonder if they're 
in some ways making it a bit more like classic Doctor Who in that there are these long scenes where they're just Mm -hmm. explaining the plot or talking about the mechanics of what's going on, which strikes me as a classic Doctor Who kind of thing, just standing in a room explaining the plot for a while. Um, But yes, I agree that the epicness is great and Mm. these episodes have had amazing shots and visual effects and it's all rather exciting even if I don't care about what's going on. Um, Do you think that sort of epicness will continue? I don't know, yeah. Um, I think it might to some degree. I think okay. the, I think maybe not quite as epic, but I think they're no. maybe trying to set a template for the quality um, and the style. But we will see, because we're yeah. two, episode, two episodes into, I believe, a ten-episode season. Um, we don't know what's going to happen, because, um, indeed, I, like we mentioned last week, I forget if we were co- recording when we mentioned this last week, I think we were, um, how the trailer for this season seemed like yeah. actually it was just a trailer for these two episodes. Because mm-hmm. pretty much everything in that trailer we've seen now in these episodes. Yeah, well, most of it. Yeah. yeah. I so, do remember a shot of this Cyberman. Oh, yes, true. There was Cyberman mm. in it. So there's a bit more. But yeah, it was mostly these episodes. So don't know much about what's coming up mm. at all. Um, great. Well, till next time, that has been A Bad Case of Loving Who. For another week, you may subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast app. I don't say the YouTube bit. Cut that out. Um, uh, Spotify and Pocket Casts um, and thanks for listening to the end of another long episode um, whoever you are listener, thank you very much Hi. see you next time and here are the final words from Chris I have way too many shots <laughs>